Tim McKernan here for Design Air Heating and Cooling. Not just here to tell you about a client, I am here to tell you that I am a Design Air Heating and Cooling client. If you haven't had your furnace checked out and you want to make sure it will operate safely and efficiently this winter, call Design Air. Call the best technicians in the business. Call Design Air for your tune-up or new system. For all of your heating needs, call the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Contact them at designairservice.com. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Ryan Kelly Morning After with Tim McKernan and Doug Vaughn on 590 The Fan and inside STL.com. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to the Ryan Kelly Morning After on 590 The Fan. KFNS and inside STL. Welcome to the Munganass St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota.com. 7 o'clock hour, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Jennings Randolph Jr., Kenneth Iggy Strode. Action, Jackson, Virgin, Pringle, Sauce, Boss, Matt Rocchio on the ones and twos. Come on in, friends. The water is warm. Text into the Andrea Steakhouse text inbox, 855-282-8255. Call in, 855-282-8255. Even though we can't take your call, you still can call the station. And you can email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And Doug, Ali Marmol, indeed, indeed. Indeed. Uh, I don't know what to think of it. He's had a very low profile, so I don't know that many people have really gotten any kind of sense of what kind of guy he is. He must be extremely impressive to be 35 years old and no managerial experience and be given this shot. So I guess we'll find out at 10 o'clock more more about him when they introduce him. I, I was kind of surprised he got the gig, but... I suppose I shouldn't be since uh, hiring from within has been what they've done since LaRusso left after the 2011 season. So we'll, we'll see what they, what they've got. Uh, again, all I can say is when you, when you don't have a lot of experience and you're younger than eight guys who played for you last year, he, he must be a very impressive guy. Jennings, your reaction. Um, it it kind of goes along with the feeling that I had that they had already made the decision when, the Schultz thing went bad, that Marmol was going to be the guy. I I don't know much about him. I know he's respected amongst the players. Um, but as Doug said, 35 and no managerial uh, experience, you do not see that that often in Major League Baseball. But they obviously have a, a real liking for him, and they think he's the right guy. So, um you know, their decisions have, for the most part, led them to success in the past. This is, you know, this one's going to get a lot of scrutiny if it doesn't go very well because of the way Schilt finished, the way uh, it seemed like Schilt was doing good and, and liked and all that. And then, you know, the philosophical differences, the next thing, Marmol's the next guy at 35. I uh I put up Doug a Gallup poll and I just realized I misspelled the word disapprove. So uh, hopefully that can lead to I don't know maybe twenty or thirty comments about uh, the fact that I didn't include the e on the end of disapprove. But uh, you just got those last couple of hours at Mizzou. Th- yeah, I think the final eight credit hours. One of the classes that I didn't didn't finish was spelling, and hey, had hey. I had I done it. I would have gotten the, the Gallup poll spelling correct. So I put that up about 10 minutes ago on both the Twitter tweets and on the TMA fan page. So you are welcome to vote on that. Uh, let's see. Early results on the fan. Boy, this new this new Facebook poll, Jennings, I don't like the setup. 
Uh, disapprove 15 votes, approve 10 votes on the fan page, and then on the Twitter tweets, have 200 votes, 195 to be exact, 62% approve, 38% disapprove. That is uh, the, the, the very early, early precincts reporting. And, and I think the thing that Doug and I were kind of saying is, I'm not sure how you form an opinion right now, whether you approve or approve. I mean, what what basis do you have? Well, here's here's where it is, I think. I think this is, of course, theory. I think that the public, many of whom are disenfranchised with the Cardinals, a higher number than ever before, I think. And and keep in mind, a month ago, they were in the midst of a 17-game winning streak, but... Uh, it was a season that was incredibly boring, confusing, disappointing, take your pick, up until the 17-game winning streak, that the manager is simply a puppet for the front office. And therefore, if they were going to change that perceived pattern of practice, they would bring in somebody who is not already in the system who would have his own way of doing things and would dig in. Uh, now, one thing I would include with that, because I'm sure a lot of people are hearing that and going, yes, that's exactly how I feel. One thing I would say about it, well, actually, I would say two things about it. As an example, I would use this. The Padres yesterday, who, according to Ken Rosenthal, interviewed Mike Schilt over the weekend, the Padres announced their pitching coach hiring, or at least the favorite for their pitching coach hiring. They don't have the manager picked out. So that's telling you the way that organizations are starting to view the manager. And I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a lot different than 25 years ago when the Cardinals hired Tony La Russa, uh, for better or for worse. Just like um, one of the criticisms of the playoffs at this point, if you're really paying attention to it, is we used to look forward to, or at least I can't say we, I used to look forward to premier starting pitching matchups. Well, now you don't know who the starter is until a couple hours before the game, and sometimes it's a guy who's going to pitch an inning or two. And so you lose that aspect of showdowns, Um, you know, whether it be like a Kershaw-Wainwright or something like that. Now, you knew you had Scherzer-Wainwright because it was a one-game deal, but, you know, the Dodgers are moving it all over the place. We'll see what the Astros wind up doing, the Braves doing, who knows. But you're, you're losing that element. Point being, you didn't have that a decade ago when the Cardinals won the World Series. But with with regards to a manager, it, I think now many organizations, the Cardinals may be one of the prime examples, view the manager as an extension of the front office. When the, when the Dodgers decided to have an opener uh, against the Giants in Game 5, Giants rolled out Logan Webb, Dodgers rolled out, I don't recall who their opener was, was it Knable? I don't know. Either way, the point was there was an opener, and Dave Roberts is interviewed, and he said, yeah, I was one of the votes uh, before the game, and my vote didn't count for any more than anybody else's in the organization. So the value of the manager is different than it was a decade ago. Now, if you are operating off the premise that the manager is an extension of the front office, I would tell you the organization as a whole or the players as a whole have a high approval rating with the public. But the issue right now in St. Louis is the front office, specifically the perception of John Mazalock is at an all-time low. And so if people view the manager coming from within as a Mazalak-approved hire to do what Mazalak wants, that, I think, is where you're going to get the disapproval votes from. 
I'm not going to go back into the 1800s, but is it possible he's the youngest manager the Cardinals have ever had? He's 35. Uh, Marty Marion was younger, like in 53, I think I read. He's the youngest since then. He's the youngest in the major leagues. He's going to have to call, uh, I mean, if you listen to your elders who tell you to respect your older people, he's going to have to call uh, Wainwright Molina, sir. Yeah. Well, if managing now is not so much one guy's opinion, one guy who's been around for 30 years and has managed for, you know, decades, if that's not what the job is anymore, if it's uh, uh, another young guy thinking in terms of analytics, which is, you know, what's swept over baseball, I, I'm not sure experience is going to matter like it did before. I, not just the Cardinals, but I think a lot of teams, the guys really running, making almost all the moves are is the top guy in the organization, whether it's the president of baseball operations or your general manager. They seem to be making virtually all the calls now. And if you, you believe Tim, and I think I, I do believe Tim, that, you know, they got the right guy. He's been in the organization for a while. He's young. He gets along with the, the players. He's good in the clubhouse. That's all you need if he really has no decision-making. Not all the decision-making. Yeah, yeah. I, I think people would have been more excited had they hired Matt Holiday or Skip Schumacher or Buck Showalter, maybe somebody. I don't, I don't know, someone who's been around a while. That would have been a splashier hire. But that just is clearly not the direction the Cardinals are going in. That that they want their organizational people. They want they want to get the analytics lined up to be the the leading uh, cause of the decisions that they that they make. I'm not sure. It's a, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's that's just where the game is right now. You're probably better off with eight or nine guys all getting together with information that they have and, and reaching a decision on things rather than just the whim of one manager. Uh, you fellows are breaking character. Shouldn't Nicky be talking about his weekend by now? Doug, that's Nate, and he is in Tallahassee, home of the Florida State Seminoles who were able to negotiate past UMass this weekend. Well, I don't run the show. We talk about whatever Tim throws at us, and we have a new manager. So, well, this is the Ken show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug Iggy, Iggy did uh, induct. Uh, who'd you induct into the Hall of Fame this weekend? Uh, my friend for over fifty years, Chris McClellan. Chris McClellan and Jackson somehow was able to get audio of it. I see somebody, somebody, really? taped, somebody taped it and sent it to me. I think somebody of, taped it. I think one of Chris's uh, relatives, like a video camera. Uh, well, his phone. Oh, uh, I think they taped it and then sent it to me. Nice. All right, Doug. Here it is. Okay, hit the um, leader. I was paired with Dick Weber. I had never met Dick. Um, Twenty-two years later, we're hosting a bowling show together. That's Kegler's Corner. Twenty-three years, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, safe to say, we chose different paths in life after bowling. Um, Chris, I don't know if a lot of you people know that Father John would know, I don't think Father John's here. But Chris wanted to go into the priesthood. And he came to me and said, I think we were 18 or 19, and he said, I'm thinking the priesthood, what do you think? I said, no, I still want to have sex. <laughs> a lot of sex. I think there's like four or five of you in this room, actually. seriousness um they don't one of the prerequisites for getting into this hall is not being a nice guy you don't have to be a nice guy uh there are there's some in this thing um, 
I'm sorry. I thought they went to bed already. This seems to go on forever. Um, Doug, there it was. Oh, goodness, he had a whole stand-up routine prepared. <laughs> I mean, Very nice, look Iggy. at Rickles go. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I had to cut half of it out. I mean, I had to start, start throwing cards away because it went so long. Well, how long were you supposed to go, and how long did you go? Well, I think they said you go two and a half minutes. Jeez, I went five minutes anyway. Jay, when you've gone to the Bowling Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, what, how long are the speeches usually? Usually, it's they'd like to keep it at two to three, but you get some people that drag a little bit. They get in their cups. Oh, yeah, he didn't start filming until I was probably a minute into it, but I started by saying, uh, yeah, I'm four scotch deep, and three of them were from the last. I drank three during the last guy's speech. God, he went on You forever. brought the heat, Iggy. That was good stuff. Man. Great stuff. It was yeah. good. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna make fun of the food and some other stuff, and I didn't. I kind of threw that. Where out. was this event? Andre South on mm-hmm. Telegraph. And you didn't. You weren't happy about that. That it was on Telegraph. Well, it was a ways away. It was like a little busman too. It looked great. <laughs> What was, your, what was your what was your getup? I had a do uh, the clothes. I had a Valentino uh, double breasted uh, jacket on. <laughs> double breasted. <laughs> yeah, that's one Bob Burst gave me a long time ago. I still fit into it. Uh, my old brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, so I had that. I had on a nice uh, Garcia tie. Button down Oxford. Yeah, I dressed up. Nice. Man, that was Shark a long, dress, man. long night, man. Long night. I mean, God, it's did, just boring. Did you get to complain? Did you get to complain very much about not being in the Hall of Fame yourself? Well, if you would have, they, he didn't start to like a minute into my speech. I started the speech by saying what I was. I said what I was going to do. I started reading off my credentials, and then I said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Those are my credentials." Uh, nominated committee, you're here. Take these. I got a lot. You think you'll get in after that? After that speech was so warmly received. Yeah, I think so. You're in. Wow, oh, Jennings, there it is. I mean, how can now, I who not? would put you in? Who who would be the person? Well, it'd be Bittenbender, wouldn't it be? <laughs> no, I saw Shay. I saw Shay. Who, who would who would induct you? Who would you want to, to speak for you, Angry? Oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. I think Alina. Ray Bluth. I think Alina will probably <laughs> nominate yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. To talk about here. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably return the favor and ask Chris to do it, but he's living in Florida, so. Is Elena in? I don't believe she is, but she should be. Okay. She will be eventually. It, See, her dad, Craig. Her dad, Craig, is in for meritorious Craig, service. Craig's in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he he wrote a, a new, he wrote a bowling newspaper. Craig Bickle. Yep. Well, I did a bowling Bickle. show, so. All you got to do is Give post a bowling show, and you get in the Hall of Fame. That's it. Well, you promote the game of bowling for over twenty plus years. That's that's what meritorious service is is, you know, doing things to promote the game and and make the game better. And I think I did with the bowling show. And then what I did at Fontbonne University is just it's unheard of. I, I yeah, no, one, no one had ever no one had ever shut the program down completely before. <laughs> I should be worse. So that something. was unprecedented. Should be worse. I've something. been on shows. I've been on shows that talked about baseball and football. Do I belong in those Hall of Fame? Yes. yes. Jenks, Coke. Okay. Anal. I'll just wait to, wait to get no. check the mail, I guess. Bowling is a little different than football and baseball. You got a shot for that St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame, Doug. And this is a local. This is a local <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's not a national Hall of Fame. Okay. Look at look at well, the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Look at some of the people in there. Uh oh. I mean, here we go. <laughs> Let's not do it. It's a, <laughs> but it's a it's a local Hall of Fame. I mean, do you think Cooperstown <laughs> would put the sign guy in? The sign guy's in the Missouri Hall of Fame? Yeah. Huh. 
You think you'll get in that one, Iggy? No, they're not. They're not putting radio producers in there. <laughs> well, you're more than a producer. Well, now, but my career is almost over, so I don't have enough time to. What if producer Joe went in instead of you? <laughs> what would he go in for? Well, he was meritorious service. Nine years of meritorious service on this presentation. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. He's one of the. He was one of the better producers in St. Louis at the time. Couldn't wow! Hold can, couldn't hold a candle to me, but okay. All right. Oh, who would be the best producer in St. Louis sports talk radio history? Iggy, me, you. Okay, yeah, I think it would be Iggy. There it is. Okay, and Courtney Landrum would be right next to me. Courtney right? Landrum. Oh, you said sports radio. Yeah, sports radio. Yeah. There's no doubt it'd be me, but not to jump okay. my horn. I was being honest. No. Yeah. Well, nobody else took it seriously like I did. A bunch of they you had kids doing it. They just got beat writers and thought well, it was been guys a good been guys at for years. KMOX has had producers for years that have done their Sunday morning shows. Yeah, but not like Iggy. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, it's it's like saying, you know, the guest I could get on a show compared to the guest Jim Rome would get. I don't have the luxury of saying, hey, can you join Jim Rome? Hey, can you, can you join Dan Patrick? I was saying, can you join, you know, just to name any local guys. Uh, so it was a little different. I had to work to get my Rolodex and build up my contacts. So, Iggy, that was you a hell of a little get-up. I hear the St. Louis Review, the local Catholic newspaper, is featuring it in the upcoming top five best first communion outfits. That's from <laughs> Carlos Spicy <laughs> Well, my first communion out was, outfit was a uh, bow tie. Nice. I think it was a little tuxedo, actually. <laughs> I have that picture at home somewhere. Uh, your favorite First Communion outfits, 855-282-8255. You can also email uh, your thoughts if you want to rank them the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, can you tell us about Ryan Kelly? Because he makes the presentation possible. Well, what he is is the home loan expert. If you are looking to refinance, maybe you're I, – I, a big problem people have is this credit card debt. The average person I saw is, is carrying like $16,000 in credit card debt. That is crazy if you are a homeowner because here's what you do. You refinance, you take some money out of your home, you pay off that credit card debt that you're paying 19, 20% interest on, and you put it into your mortgage where you're going to pay something in the twos. That's where rates are right now. That's how people get out from underneath their credit card debt. They refinance their homes and they pay it off at a much lower rate. That's what Ryan Kelly can help you to do. He's telling us that the average person right now is saving about $350 a month. The average person who's doing a cash out refinance saving about $350 on their mortgage. Let Ryan Kelly and his team show you how to do that. You'll be very happy that you did. Maybe you're a veteran. You can qualify for a VA loan. He's got the Hero.Loan program, even better rates for veterans and first responders. He will take great care of you, and he's guaranteeing closing in just 14 days on that Hero.Loan. Ryan Kelly can take care of any kind of mortgage problem or issue you might have. If you're looking for an original mortgage, he's the guy to go to. Five minutes online can get you pre-approved, so when a house comes on the market that you want, you can strike while the iron is hot. The website, again, is thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you, Ryan Kelly. Thank you so much, Sir Morgan. Munganast is the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour, the great Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson. I received this email last night. I would like to share it with the audience right now. Just wanted to say thank you for putting me in touch with the people at St. Louis Acura. Seriously, they were better than advertised. 100% the easiest, least stressful car buying situation I've ever had. Jamie and Clayton exceeded the hype from start to finish. Clayton and my salesman, Nathan, were great to work with. So laid back and upfront along the way. Everyone was friendly and helpful. No one was pushy or overbearing. 
Cannot recommend them enough. Vehicles almost sell themselves. I'm so happy with the entire process. That comes from John. Last name redacted. If you want to share, though, please feel free. Honestly, I felt they went above and beyond. Uh, that is about stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. An incredibly satisfied customer. Also a listener of the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Thank you for supporting the sponsors. Munganest, the sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour here on the radio presentation. Doug, do you want to start getting people ready for the Vanderbilt game that Jackson's covering uh, for us? Uh, do you want to talk about the Blues being undefeated and on pace to go 82-0? and Or do you want to talk yeah. about ILL in nine overtimes in Happy Valley? How do you do? Well, I'm fine, but I didn't watch that game. I did not watch the game. I actually did watch the end of it. I, I kind of wish I had. It's nine overtimes, they still there. couldn't cover the over. Still didn't score a lot. I guess the Blues are the bigger story here, as well as they're playing, aren't they? How's Missoula Dynamite? Point favorite against anyone on the road, against anyone anywhere. They are seventeen point favorite. I saw that. What in the world? <laughs> that, is, that just tells you how bad Vanderbilt is. Yeah, that Iggy just summed it up. It just tells you how bad Vanderbilt is. Yeah, they just I lost mean, they forty-five must to be six. Horrific. Who they lose forty-five-six to? Alabama, Mississippi State. Ah. I watched, a little Kansas and, I watched a little Kansas and Oklahoma Saturday when Kansas was winning. Like, Well, they were at 14 nothing at a touchdown callback, but they would have been in pretty good shape. I'm, I'm afraid Kansas might be better than Missouri. No. They look pretty Doug, good. For about three, Doug, Doug, Doug. Welcome three to Tiger Board. They look pretty good for about three. You think Missouri could, could stay close to Oklahoma? No. Oklahoma did, no. Depends on what well, color Kansas, the pants are that day. <laughs> Kansas had a chance to beat them late in the game. I, I'm not – it's kind of like Missouri being a 17-point over Vanderbilt isn't a commentary on Missouri. Uh, Kansas being close to Oklahoma, the number whatever they were at the time, three-team in the country, is more of a commentary, I think, on Oklahoma being fraudulent this year yes. relative to what they have been and or their ranking. At the same time, Cincinnati, number two in the country, uh, they had their hands full with Navy this weekend. So it was a crappy schedule. I mean, this has to be the crappiest week of college football that you have. I mean, it was just bad, but uh, you did have uh, some upsets or teams that were in the mix for the national championship get some scares. Uh, Cincinnati and Oklahoma falling into that category. Penn State was a one-loss team that was in the mix, at least hopeful that they could somehow get in, but that isn't happening anymore. That's over. And James Franklin goes from being a guy talked about for the Penn State, not the Penn State, the LSU job, to what my parlay at the beginning of the season was. Ed Orgeron and James Franklin are my two uh, keep your eye on this year. And you lose to Illinois at home, and that's uh, problematic. Meanwhile, Brett Bielma under fire for his comments, which are somewhat similar to what Eli Drinkwitz has been saying. He just got he just got a little more in-depth with it. And then a few days later, his team responds and goes to Penn State and wins. Uh, I was anxious to see how Illinois would play after that, with Bielma saying, you know, being critical, essentially, of of what he had on the roster. Now, he said it was misinterpreted, but uh, his team did respond. And to their credit, they go there and, and they win it. Nine overtimes or not, they were playing with uh, number seven team in the country at that point. Yeah, this is a year, if you look at college football, I mean, some of the teams that have been in the top four or five throughout the year that have gotten scares or even lost, uh, this is the year that a Coastal Carolina, a Cincinnati, well, Cincinnati's in the top four anyway, uh, but some of those teams that are undefeated, they're going to have to look at them at the end of the year because there's not going to be any Power 5 undefeated teams unless Oklahoma finishes uh, up, but they've done nothing to impress me. 
uh, Ohio State is playing really well. But I, I think it's the year that one of those teams get into the into the playoffs. Everyone's chasing Georgia. That's how it is. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's yeah. just the the undisputed best. But team then they're the gonna country. have to play Alabama, who's got a loss, and if Alabama win that, then Georgia's not undefeated. Yeah. Well, if Alabama beats Georgia, then you have two teams from the SEC. Yep. That's operating yep. on the yep. premise that both run the table into Atlanta. Yeah. Which yep. I would say is quite likely. Although, you know, Missouri might yeah. Missouri might Crash the party. Stop what? Stop <laughs> you might score against them. Uh, boy, I wonder what the overrun run. Well, I'm, I'm anxious to see what the spread is on Missouri, Georgia. 27, 28. I, I mean, they are yeah. point faves in advantage. Yeah. Uh, Georgia by 21 and a half. You've got to be kidding me. It's got to be more than that. <laughs> I know, but that's what, I mean the way they've been handicapping Mizzou this year, it's been a little funky. I I agree with you on that, Jackson. You're right on that. Well, they're zero and six against the number. Are your Tigers? Yeah, the Rock Chalk got their first win. Clemson and Missouri, the only two teams that have not covered a spread. Dabo losing at Pittsburgh this weekend. They were underdogs. Yeah, yeah. about that. Pitt's, Pitt's, uh, Pitt is talented. They got and they lost to Western Michigan. Really if they would have lost to Western Michigan, people yeah. would be going, "Hey, what's going on with Pittsburgh?" Their quarterback is really good. I'm so frustrated by all these teams that used to, I mean, they were doormats for decades, and they're now ranked in the top 25, and, and Mizzou can't get a sniff. Teams like you know, Wake Forest, Kentucky, San Diego State, and University of Texas, San Antonio is ranked. Coastal Carolina is ranked. Louisiana Lafayette is almost ranked. And Mizzou, got and Mizzou has just got nothing. How is that possible? Whether you had a coaching change or not, how is it possible that a, a, a school the size of Mizzou in the SEC with, with only one major college playing football in the state with two big metropolitan areas can't be better than the, the, the coastal Carolinas and the Wake Forests of the world? How, is, how did that ever happen? Well, the ACC is not question. very good. And I don't know where coastal Carolina plays. Conference USA? But, I mean, if you were in that conference, they'd probably have one loss. I don't know. I don't know. No. It, it's just mystifying and, and frustrating to me that so many small schools that have zero football tradition have well surpassed where Missouri is right now. I've been on that UTSA bandwagon all year, and I didn't play them this week, and I think they won by 40. That's your team? I'm playing them almost every week in my teasers, and I'm playing this week. How'd you do in your teasers this week? Teasers, I did well. My individual bets, I did in NB Park. I think I lost by 12 shots. Mm. Oh, no. Oklahoma minus nine and a half in the first quarter. That worked well. Mm. Uh, then the rest were uh, teasers. And I think I went three or four of my teasers. Nice. Iggy's in the mix, I think. Nice uh-huh. oh, nice. Who had a big week uh, this week in the pick six? I think Tim was the overall winner. Really? I thought I went three and three. Uh. Four and two by my count. Okay. Because the Rams, Dolphins, Bengals covered, and so did Clemson under 40. Okay. So, yeah. I don't think the Rams Pete, covered. It was the under. Under 51. Oh, under. Yeah. Um, Pete went one and five. Gangster Pete is in a death spiral. Uh, He's letting everybody catch him. Gangster Pete. That's back-to-back one and fives. What about G-Unit? He's an NFL expert. We ought to have him on as a guest. I think I got Just him at show his face. Uh, three and three. <laughs> Three and three this week. What about at Prod Joe and you, Jackson? Prod Joe, two and four. Myself, three oh. and three. That's big for Don't you. Don't say myself. Don't say myself. 
say I was, I was. You don't say myself. I was three and three. Shout out John okay. Morant. And you oh. faded Gareth this weekend, so that was yeah. a big development. That I'm you... going to go all NBA this week. I've just, I just, I've decided. My... Didn't you go all NBA last week? Nope. Three picks. Four picks for NBA picks. And how'd you do on those NBA picks? Two and two, but we're going to. I've, I've figured out a different strategy. Oh, okay. Uh, running what? algorithms. Jackson, uh, Gareth will be at TMA Live on Thursday. It's at Hot Shots Dorset, presented by Bud Light Seltzer, Thursday, 7 p.m. Jennings will be there. Uh, Iggy will be there. I will be there. Uh, will Jewel be there? Will Jewel be there? Iggy, what's the latest? I'll read it. <laughs> oh, no, Jay. I like that. Oh, oh no, Jay. This is from Saturday, 1148. I was sitting there having coffee with Chris. I got this uh, text. No, no, no. I finally got an answer from Jewel. She won't be able to make it due to the show. If it weren't for all the picks and attention, she would be in. But she lives in a very conservative small town day to day, and she's worried she will be exposed for the freak she is. Oh. Just letting you know, we can still come, but Jewel will not be there. How about if you promise no picks? I feel like we need to take a break and <laughs> gather ourselves. I told her, I said, have Jewel give me a call, and I think I can talk her into it. I said, you know, there's anybody seeing these pics are on the fan page. Nobody knows who she is. It's not going to get back to her hometown. Nobody knows where her hometown is. Nobody knows what her real name is. Um, so I don't know. What would a C-note do for her? <laughs> Clip that off. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can give you... That's the age-old question right there. I mean, Jay, if you want to reach out to to Sharice and talk to her. Well, I don't want to reach out to anybody but Jewel. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I just... I think we could handle it a little different in terms of the pictures. We could talk to Buck. Um, It would make more of a reason for people to come because they won't be able to see any pics necessarily. I, I... I think we I think we up. can make that offer. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, she's got to know she's a star in a sense. And if we see anybody pull out a camera, then you know we we will ask the I'll, audience to to understand that this is a uh, this is a treat only for those in a care of them. Yeah, yeah, man, man, child's going to be there apparently working as security. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think the audience would agree to that. What's for, what's for Jackson? Just looked like he was about to slam the phone down. What's the problem? What's up? I saw you look frustrated and look at the phone. Ah, my boy Dale, he had some takes. Wasn't happy about that Oklahoma breakdown. <laughs> how about Iggy? How about you try and get you to come on the show for just a bit tomorrow, and and we'll just talk it out with her. Is that possible? All I can do is ask Sharice. I'm, I'm starting okay, to make see. it sound like Jewel is the whole show, and if she doesn't show up, we don't want you girls. You know, it's, it's beginning to well, sound like that. Well, you didn't see the other girls, Jane. The other girls are gorgeous. I don't know why you're so... I, I saw their pictures, and they're fine and dandy, but this jewel is a different category. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I've tried. All right, we'll see if she'll come on the air just for a minute to talk with us tomorrow. Guys, Buck Swope will be devastated with this no-pick news. That's from Beer Cats. Now, to be clear, we're not saying no pictures across the board, just no pictures of Jewel. She's making yeah. a request, and I would imagine everybody would be amenable for the purpose of Jennings being able to meet and then work with Jewel. I could be right. on the on the on the camera police. I could if I see a camera, I'd, I'll shout at him. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Alvin Mack. We'll get a couple of cats. I'm pretty I imposing, Jay. I think I can handle just, it. If she came on tomorrow for just a bit and we were able to talk a little bit and talk it out, I think we could secure. But but you're in charge. I agree with you. I agree with you. But, I get Iggy, I get your spot because yeah. you keep asking about her, and they've already agreed to bring, what, Sharice, Michaela, and Dea. Uh, I don't know about the, the banny little rooster who came after me in the parking lot. But, you might be the best I've ever worked with. But, uh, but Iggy keeps asking about Jewel, and so it may make the other lasses feel like they're uh, unimportant in the whole secondary. Yeah. Right. So I get that puts Iggy, you know, you know, I get where you're coming from on that. You make the call angry. You're, you're, you're good with the babes. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just talking to Sharice and. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it that she, you know, comes from a small town, but I mean, nobody there knows who she is. And even the pictures so are only on the fan page. They're not getting back to anybody. Is that where the pictures, I have no idea where the pictures go. I, he posts them on the fan page and, yeah. you know, even, I mean, they probably end up elsewhere, but nobody has tagged her in anything. So unless one of her small town friends are part of the fan page, I don't know how anybody's going to know going well, to see him. Yeah. And I mean, I don't even know what little town she's from. So, I mean, nobody knows anything about her, but I just, I just abide by what Sharice, I'm not going to beg her. Well, it'd be cool if it was like Staunton or Salem. You think that'd be a good one? Yeah. What if it were well, Sullivan? Just, just, yeah. just a chip shot. From Sullivan. Well, yeah. I would have to think by now, <laughs> if it was Sullivan, I would have heard word of her. Yeah, she would either have been at the golf course, golf course or bowling alley, the two hangouts there. Yeah, I mean, somebody would have said, you seen Jewel? Guys, I thought Iggy said when it comes to porn, he never fails. This is foot porn, and he's failing. Thanks, that's Joe Boo's rum. Well, it's not my porn, it's not my foot. <laughs> sure, a statement has never been uttered. Just give it one last chance to see, see if she'll come on tomorrow. We'll talk through it. We won't, you know, we won't say where she's from. None of that jazz. And if she don't want to do it, she don't want to do it. Heartbreaking. It was, Heartbreaking. It would be easy to keep pictures off the fan page, right? Just the moderator. When he sees a picture, he takes it Jackson down. does a hell of a job moderating the fan page. Yeah, I, I, wow, like I said, I'll be anybody? camera police. I'll take anyone care of it before I head out to Nashville. What's up? If anyone, <laughs> anyone posts a picture, you're blocking. Yeah. That's well, right. I mean, we Quick didn't, block, we didn't know about that. We didn't know that, uh, you know, and it's not she, it, that she said, she didn't like them. I don't know. I guarantee you she hasn't seen any of the pictures. Um, she didn't dress down. That's for sure. She dressed up. But I, I think that's what Sharice is saying. That I mean, she's she's a wild girl. She likes having fun. But where she comes from, they don't know anything about that. I would think she stands out in the neighborhood. Yeah, I would <laughs> think so. You know, unless she's wearing moo-moos. There's... Where do you get a moo-moo? Where does one buy a moo-moo? A big and tall store. Is that right? A good look. Okay. Uh, some people are unhappy about the Strode cast, which is presented by Hot Shots. I don't know why I was right on target. Um, well, what, what? What? I don't. Um, I see a bunch of texts have come in about it. Uh, Iggy, are the '80s finally done with? You're only off by two weeks. That's from Mister Bojangles. Uh, there have been more, but I got to scroll down to find them. Uh, what, what? What's the issue here? I, Did I don't it get know. to '80 yesterday? No. Okay. Well, there you go. But I, I'm pretty sure that I said on. Um, whenever I did the last forecast Friday that I said Saturday was going to be rainier in the evening. Uh, high was going to be, I thought <laughs> mid sixties. I thought it would be in the mid sixties. Uh, I said, it's not going to hit 70, but it's going to get in the mid sixties. And I said on uh Sunday, 
Uh, it's going to be cloudy, mm-hmm. chance of storms in afternoon or evening, and high is going to be about 75 to 77. Uh, I, you I see don't they're, for, they're forecasting lows in the 30s for next week. Mm. Ugh. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure I said the rest of the, the next 10 days are going to be 40s, 50s, 60s. Did you predict that tornadic uh, situation? Well, I don't predict in the the, the severe podunk counties. <laughs> oh, oh, wow! Their lives don't matter. Well, I don't know anything Chester, about Illinois I don't know anything about Cal, Calhoun County and and you know Sparta. Chester. Whenever these things hit, they're always in those towns that you don't you've never heard of before. Was the storm nasty last night? I was asleep. Well, I was here, sleeping. I don't know. South of here, south of here it was. Yeah, they got some tornadoes and some big damage. Shot down Farmington and Chester and areas like that. Yeah, see those areas where there's it's kind of rural areas where there's not a lot of, uh, and not that it diminishes that there's not a lot of houses down there, but it's kind of a lot of open ground down there, and that's how tornadoes start with all that open ground and no, it isn't for the open the wind ground. to be able to become a funnel. It's got some open room to move. Open ground does not cause Well, how come you, you never hear of the tornadoes like in St. Louis and big cities? They're always in the rural counties. Well, we Why have indeed been hit by we, <laughs> we have indeed been hit by tornadoes, but most of the reason it happens is just simply the law of averages. There's more, much more open ground than there is cities. Cities make up only a small piece of the geography. So of you're the, saying open counties area. count. Open areas count. That's what I'm saying. The more open area, the, the better chance you have of getting getting hit by a tornado. No, no, that, that, that's not it. The city makes up a small piece of the geography, so just it, the law of averages is more likely to hit an area where there is not a major city. Why is that? Not law of averages. I mean, weather is not law of averages. There's no, but if, science if you drive, involved in it. If you, if you drive from here to Columbia, most of what you see is wide open farmland. That's, that makes up about 90% of the, of the area. So it's more likely to hit in one of those 90% of the areas than it is one of the tiny little towns in that area. You see what I'm saying? Well, St. Louis is in a tiny little town. What, we had two tornadoes in the last 70 years? No, we've had more than two. We've had a lot more than two. I had one in my, darn near my neighborhood. I've never seen you, one. You, 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 type in on Google, you, all right, you type in on Google, why do tornadoes happen in rural places? And the first thing that comes up, Statistically, tornadoes will will hit more rural areas, rural areas, because they are there are more of them in those areas. They're most common in the Great Plains and some Gulf Coastal Southern states where they're not as populated as others. It doesn't say anything angry. About, I'm sorry about open ground. It does say about less populated areas, though, right? It does. Well, yeah, that's because most of our most of our country is less populated. Most of the area is still uh, not a, a major city, especially where we live. If you were to go to the northeast, it'd be a little bit different. But where we live, most of our area is rural. Right. Well, yeah, most of most of Tornado Alley is rural areas. Well, that was what I was saying about the cities that that usually get hit by them. I don't cover that area with my Doppler. I don't. Cover right. that area that are outside of our area code. I know nothing about these cities, but it's, it's usually <laughs> Malcoon or Macon County and Cal, Calhoun <laughs> County and Macon. What's it called? Macomb? Right. Macomb? That's, Macomb. that's correct. No. Macomb. The Rams used to train in Macomb. Macomb oh. County. Uh, you know, that's usually where they're at. I don't cover that area. Yeah, remember when the arena got the roof knocked off of it by a tornado? Yep. 
Yeah, that's one of the two that I remember. Well, there's been more than two. <laughs> I've never got seen it. Up around the airport. The airport got hit a couple of years ago. That's yeah. the second. That's the second right one. Here right, there you go. Right, name a third. I can't think of another one. We got hit in Sunset Hills. Atlanta got hit a number of years ago. I just, don't remember. I just don't remember those. All right. No, I feel for the people in those, area, in those areas because that's where the tornadoes always hit. There's so much open ground. Why is it always the same four counties they put up there? McCoopin, Calhoun, Boone County. It's always the same four counties that they put up there. You think law of averages, somebody else will get hit. It's always the same. Well, I don't know that it's always exactly the same. I don't know that it is. I just know that statistically it's more likely to hit in an area that's not very populated. That's and that's good. That's good that this, you know. Not to say it can't roar right down Market Street in St. Louis. It could and it, maybe will. Well, it could, but it hasn't. Uh, Derek Gould is going to join us to talk tornadoes, but also the hiring of Oliver Marmol, who's the 51st manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. He will be with us at approximately 8, 8.05 here on the Ryan Kelly morning after. Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch with us. Coming up to talk about the Marmol hiring uh, and uh, any other additions to the Cardinal coaching staff as there was talk of the Cardinals talking with Skip Schumacher in Derek's article this morning and then also uh, Matt Holliday. So we'll see if they could possibly wind up on the staff. I don't know if Skip Schumacher would make a lateral move, but uh, we will see what happens there. The Padres still have not hired a manager, uh, but most of the Cardinal, if not all of the Cardinal coaching staff, We'll be back. So that was uh, the tell that the Cardinals were going to likely stay in-house. Um, if not, then you have a spot where you have a manager coming in from outside the organization inheriting an entire coaching staff, and that uh, that would tell you a whole lot about the situation. So Derek Gould will be with us in approximately 10 minutes. Uh, Doug, last night Mark Milton texted me, and he uh, was really excited about Iggy mentioning the Milton Twins on uh, Friday with Lee... No relation. <laughs> with Lisa Ann. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that Doug caught that, did he? Yeah, Doug, no. you probably didn't hear it. Uh, uh, we, had Lisa, we had Lisa Ann on at 9 o'clock. You know, we did these, these two-part questions where some would be about football, but then others would be about other things. And, Iggy, what was your question? I just asked her if she ever saw the Milton. We were talking about... Um, <laughs> Well, I think she was talking about you You can't, as far as relatives go, you can't do certain things. And I Right. I, I don't think she came on, though, with that topic in mind. I believe it was asked of her by a member of the dais. I don't believe I asked that. <laughs> I just asked if she, ever, if she was familiar with the Milton twins. <laughs> and I said because, because one used a strap on on the other. Oh, is this God. a library worth doing for <laughs> It was intended to set it up. I'll be honest with you. If you want to look at how the play unraveled. <laughs> I was making sure, do I send this over to them? I made sure to say she was, they were no relation to Mark Milton. Um, they've, they've been in the business for a while. I'm not familiar with them at all, but then again, I don't get a chance to see as much incest, apparently, as others. <laughs> oh, it's, not, oh. it's not incest. Um, oh. Oh. As we have, we when have you a wide in, range of definitions. When you Flirting type in it. twins, when you type in twins, uh, usually it's the Miltons that come up first. Oh, the name had to be Milton, didn't it? It just had to be. <laughs> no, it could be a fake name. I don't know. Nothing to do with our Mark Milton. He's no, taxes. Not at He's all. Taxes. 
and he's into estate planning. He's got a group that'll do handle your estate planning for you. Something a lot of people put off. I I put it off. Not anymore. Now I've got the, the Milton Law Group that is uh, handling my estate plan. Most of what he's done in the past has been taxes. Nothing involving twins. Taxes. <laughs> Any kind of problem you might have with the IRS. Maybe you didn't file a return one year, or maybe you think you owe too much money. And so you're just kind of running scared, and you don't know what to do right now. Mark Milton is a guy that can step in and help you through it. He's done that for many, many people. He used to work for the Department of Justice in Washington. He won the uh, uh, DOJ's Outstanding Trial Attorney Award one year. That's how good this guy is. He's done my taxes. He's done his Iggy taxes. He's done taxes for a lot of people. If you're a small business and you're looking for somebody to come in and get your tax situation squared away, Bingo, Mark Milton is your guy there. Now you're saying, I wish he had a website. I could go there and get more information. Well, he does, and I'll give that now. STLtaxlawyer.com. The name is Milton. The name is Mark Milton. He's got you covered with all things taxes and estate planning. If you run into trouble with the IRS, you'll be saying, hey, I'm not guilty. I'm with Milty. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on adverts. Mark's Appliance is family-owned appliance store since 1994 with a new location at 1507 Troy Road in Edwardsville. This is three times larger than their previous showroom. They've added brands like Sub-Zero, Wolf, and True Refrigeration to their roster of appliances. And even if you're not in Edwardsville or you just don't like to shop and go into stores, fine, no problem. Shop online at marksappliance.com. That's marksappliance.com. And now till the end of the month, so a few more days... Mark's Appliance is celebrating a shop local October and handing out a 5% off discount toward any purchase with promo code SHOPLOCAL. This this code is redeemable online and in store. Call Drew Bradley at 618-656-9600, extension 105, or you can shop online at marksappliance.com. That's Mark's Appliance. And anytime you want an introduction directly to one of our sponsors, email me, T. McKernan, at InsideSTL.com, and I will be more than happy to make the introduction, as I have done so many times with multiple sponsors of this award-winning presentation, such as Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. We've been talking about it here for the last few weeks, that if you want to make sure that you get that furnace checked before you're going to have to absolutely use it, contact Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling. Well, now... Now you're going to have to. Uh, there's no choice because the lows over the next week or so are at the very least in the 40s and some are in the 30s. Designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. And that is where you can find Seth Goldcamp and his outstanding staff. Designairservice.com. Make sure your furnace is firing on all cylinders for the winter. Go to designairservice.com and work with the best, the official HVAC provider, the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Doug and I work with them, and they have done an outstanding job on our homes. We recommend them wholeheartedly to our audience. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Dot com Design Air, the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After, the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and the sponsor of our email of the day. Speaking of the podcast action, Jackson and I will be recording QFTA following today's radio presentation. Any questions, comments, erotic stories you would like to share, email tmckernan at insidestl.com. Anything and everything is welcome. T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at insidestl.com. 
com. It's uh, the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and we will have an updated uh, sewed for you here in a few hours. All right, uh, we will take a break a little early because Derek Gould is going to join us at the top of the hour, giving his perspective on the Cardinals' hiring of Oliver Marmol. Uh, that press conference is coming your way at 10, and uh, it'll be a Zoom press conference. So um, I would imagine, Matt, is it fair to say that we'll be able to carry that here on the on the station? Yeah, we'll, we'll be carrying that at the beginning of the uh press box sweet so you can listen to it right here on 590 the fan kfns we'll take a break Derek gould on the other side of the break this is the ryan kelly morning after